And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up, you know what? We still got to give shout-outs to all the small business owners, including my guy Skip and company at Clean Cuts. I mean, it's got to be around the corner, right? Sometime the small businesses are going to be open back up, and we got to be out there and supporting all our small business owners. So I will always give a shout out to Clean Cuts because they always repped this podcast in every which way possible. So we will always salute and big them up as well. But thank you guys for tuning into this to wrap it up podcast. Is your Toronto Raptors lose this one, but they earn a split. They earn a split. Thanks for everyone tuning in. And of course, as always, you can find this podcast streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. You can find us on Twitter at Shell Alexander. You can find us on Twitch, on Blast Podcast, or you can find us on YouTube, which is under the name Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you want to send in your comments and questions, you can also do that on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. This is your show. This is why I always go through all the ways you can interact with us because this is why we do the show to speak to you, to hear what the fan base is saying after this game. And I know people might have mixed feelings about it because it's the Sixers, right? And let's be honest, Raptors fans, we're riding high after the last win, and you should be. Let's be honest. Considering where the Raptors have come from this season, the 2-8 and eight start, it's been a tough, tough season. So to be in a position where you can say you got back to 500, you got back to some form of respectability or in the playoff mix, the Raptors as well. I mean, to start this, coming into this game, you have the third best record in the NBA in the month of February. You're on a four-game winning streak. It's okay. And I think I'm not a big moral victories guy. I'm really not. But these are. this was one of those games where you look at it and you say, hey, if you can get a split against Philly, you take that. With where you are right now in the standings, with how this season has gone, with how you fought and clawed during this tough season and dealing with everything that the Raptors have dealt with so far in terms of playing all road games, because let's not get it twisted, Tampa Bay is not a home <laughs> for the Raptors. So at this point, you look at it and you say, hey, you come in against Philly, you get the first win, cool. Plus a split without Kyle Lowry, that's massive. Also, let's be honest. After the Sixers dropped 37 points in that first quarter, the Raptors never recovered from that. But you got to give them credit because at no point did they roll over and just take the loss. They battled. And they battled in a game where Fred Van Vliet finishes with 12 points on 4 of 14 shooting. He did have 8 rebounds and 8 assists, but this was a game where if Freddie's shooting that poorly, it's going to be very, very, very tough for the Raptors to win a game like that. And he struggled. Pascal really struggled, I thought, you know, but he was still able to gut out a 22-point night. And I think those signs, the fact that you you showed heart, they still played hard defense, because after they gave up the 37, the next two quarters, it was 18 points and 24 points for the Sixers. So the Raptors' defense was still there. We still saw the signs the positive signs of what has turned around this season so far for the Toronto Raptors. And I think that's commendable. I really do. 
And again, there's no moral victories. You're 16 and 16. You need to keep compiling wins. This is a tough part of the schedule. But at the end of the day, you're going to have off nights. And you need, if you're going to beat the Sixers in their first place team, and we talked about this, but you might need, you need your full squad. You might get them once, but you need your full squad. And without Kyle Lowry, you're putting a lot of pressure on Freddie night in, night out. And hey, let's be honest, Freddie played bad. And that's okay to admit. It's okay to say, because you know he's going to bounce back. Norman Powell, 24 points, 9 of 19 from the floor. Still a solid game from Norm, who continues to play well in the starting lineup. But the Raps overall, they just, they got off to such a bad start. So you got to take the positives from a loss like this and say, hey, you got to split. It's not even about moral victories. I just think that at the end of the day, you look at a game and you say, you're coming in against Sixers, first place team, get that split, you take it and run. Sixers led this game by as many as 20 points and the Raptors scrapped and clawed, ended the game on a crazy run to even keep it close. But you got to give credit, I think anyways, to where the Raptors fought back in this game to where again, 37 to 18, the Sixers led after one quarter and Danny Green and Korkmaz were just knocking down threes early, seven of 12, they started from three. It was just crazy for the Sixers early on and the Raptors still maintained some form of life. Again, they played a lot of defense. Powell had things going. He had 12 points in the first quarter, or sorry, in the first half. Give credit to the Raptors' D as they were able to hold Philadelphia to 36% shooting in the second quarter. And it wasn't even Simmons and Embiid that were getting the job done for the Sixers. It was the other guys. So you look at this weird game and you think, overall, if you like the theme of Embiid especially struggling from a percentage standpoint, from a production standpoint against the Raptors for the second game in a row, 3 of 13 in this game, again, getting to the free throw line 12 times, 11 of 12 from the free throw line for Joel Embiid, but 3 of 13 for 18 points, and you're talking about an MVP candidate, that's back-to-back games in which you've basically neutralized Joel Embiid. Now, it's not the same as what Mark Gasol was doing to Embiid, but if you're telling me you're doing this job with Baines, and you're doing this job with Boucher and a Raptors small lineup to start. Again, credit where credit is due. You got to take the positives even in a loss. And there were some positives in this game that as a Raptor team, you can come back and say, all right, it makes sense. This was a weird game though, in terms of like hard fouls and non-calls. And, you know, we talk about the refs a lot, but it was just a weird, weird game. Like that foul that Ben Simmons had on Norm, and there wasn't even a foul call, that made no sense to me. That was a weird play. I don't get what the ref was looking at. Ben Gordon clearly dragged Norm down by the arms while he was off balance, and that's really a a dangerous play as well. But there were plays where Dwight Howard was doing his Dwight Howard stuff, just being a pest. And it was a weird game, but it kind of, you can kind of, the same things that I was saying after last game about you look at the Sixers team and then you think about the playoffs and they got to come out with that toughness. I feel like there was that vibe in this game. Like the Sixers were definitely more ready for this game than they were in the first game against the Raptors. And you got to give them credit for that, for responding after, you know, losing a game that they definitely shouldn't lose to the Raptors. If you're being serious and you're the Sixers and you're talking about, you know, you're Sixers and you're talking about expectations of 
making the finals, you can't lose to the Raptors in that game that they played on Sunday night. So a good bounce back win for the Sixers. I'm sure my guy Webby's happy with the bounce back because I'm sure we would have been all in his mentions if somehow, some way, the Raptors beat the Sixers two straight games in a row. But hopefully at this point, uh, I see my guy Josh Lewenberg. Again, if you don't follow him on uh, Twitter, you should. But he says, Nick Nurse says there's a good chance Kyle Lowry returns tomorrow against the Miami Heat. Um, so I, I, I think you got to give give him credit. And there's more stats here. I actually think it's funny. This is funny from Josh as well. He says, Embiid versus the Raptors this season. 16 for 50. That's 32%. Against everybody else, Embiid is shooting 55% from the floor. Raptors defense. Again, you got to find the positives from this game and bring that forward. And when the Sixers are shooting that great from three, you shut down Embiid, but still they're managing to shoot 44% from three as a team. Basically 45%. That's tough. Corkmaz hit five threes. Danny Green hit three. Tobias Harris. I mean, hey, I was slandering Tobias Harris after Sunday's game, and my guy comes out and was the leading scorer for the Sixers with 23 points. He was 8 of 12 in this game, 3 of 4 from 3, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, also give him a steal and 2 blocks. Tobias Harris shut me up. I had a lot of talk about Tobias Harris after last game, and he came out in this game and he showed out. You noticed him on the floor. You really did. But again, Raptors lose this one. 109 to 102 and let's get some comments here i'll start off on instagram because you know what my instagram peoples i've been not showing you guys as much love so i'll start here uh glow girl smile says at least the raptors kept fighting 76ers three-point shooting was hot our three-point shooting was stalled and yeah the raps when they try to come back and once a three is not going it's going to be difficult for them to come back but overall they shot just 28 percent or to be exact pardon me 29.7% the Raptors shot from three. They struggled, and they had a lot of good looks late, but couldn't really get much to fall. Uh, Norm was two of nine from three in this game. OG was two of seven from three in this game. Pascal, one of six from three. That's not good. But the Raps bench, you get a solid game from Baines and Boucher off the bench. Both of those guys were in double-digit scoring, and I think that was the Raptors' Making Embiid work on the defensive end. They're getting buckets in the paint. That's how they stayed in the game. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Dio's mom says, Wondered why we kept our starters in those last few minutes until I saw that they were practicing for the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, it could be a matchup. Definitely could be a matchup. And if you're the Raps, you kind of want you want to be ready for that. You want to be ready for that. You want to set the tone that there's no back down. You're not afraid of the Sixers. You're not worried of the Sixers. And so it was a good look for the Raps to fight hard and battle back. I thought that was really cool from a Raptors standpoint. Let me switch over here to YouTube and get some comments there. As that chat is filling up, Elijah says, A tough night, but I was happy with the effort. This easily could have been a mentally fatiguing game, but the Raps played hard kept the bench engaged, etc. Good game by both teams. It's a very diplomatic. I like that. I like that actually. Very diplomatic, nice comment. This is what we do here on this podcast. We have good conversations. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not just, you know, there's no yelling. There's no like 
angry or swearing or whatever. It's just, you know, you can have a good, educated, good basketball fan conversation. And I appreciate that. Annette says, uh, Boston and New York also lost, so we hold on to the fifth seed. That's cool. This is what we're doing now. This is the spot that we're at, Raptors fans. We're looking at seeding, right? Didn't think you'd be here, but now that you're at 500, this is the world we are in. Bob Charlie, it will be a tough game tomorrow against Miami. I can see the Raptors running out of gas and go on another one of those offensive droughts. Well, Miami has been playing a lot better as of late. If you look at the Eastern standings, much like the Raptors have turned things around, you'll notice some teams that also people assumed would be in playoff contention in terms of Washington and in terms of Miami, they're really starting to come on now and making a push up the standings, much like the Raptors did. So the Heat on the second night of a back-to-back, that's going to be a tough game for the Raps for sure. We know what Miami does in terms of, they always play the Raptors tough. Um, If you think about it, Jimmy Butler obviously is a high-level defender, but also Bam, and he has a history of really stalling Pascal. They can also play small and match up with this Raptors small lineup. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out, but a tough, a tough game for the Raps on the second night of a back-to-back for sure. K2's Garnett. Philly, luckily, Philly was lucky. They had a hot start. I don't think they beat us in a series. Embiid basically under manners against us. Simmons just not that dude. Philly can't outshoot us in a series. Um, Yeah, I said that on, after the last pod as well. I don't think you fear the Sixers if you're the Raptors in the playoffs. You don't. You go into that series and you think you can win that series. And Embiid, I'm still at a point where I need to see Embiid do it for a whole season and in the playoffs before I believe this MVP campaign from Joel Embiid. It's just me. Not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying. Uh, More from K2's Garnett. He's got a lot of comments here, and I appreciate that. One of my day ones who's been rocking with the pod for a while says, uh, we locked them up after the first Freddie didn't play bad. Come on, three steals, four blocks. He was great defensively and ran the offense. He shot bad, and that's it. It's a great point. I'll I'll agree with that point. And it's also a sign of what I always talk about, and we take it back to the Kawhi season, right? And what we learned from watching a star player and a good team, right? It's that even if your shot's not falling, how many other ways can you affect the game? And this is one of those games where Freddie didn't shoot well, but he did a lot of other things. And that's super important when you're building a winning culture because other guys see that and other guys learn. Like Terrence Davis doesn't get minutes. Why? Because he doesn't give a consistent effort on the defensive end. But when you're forced to sit there and watch Freddie and know that Freddie is going to give a consistent effort on the defensive end, how can you, you then understand if you're Terrence Davis, why you don't play? Or you're Matt Thomas, why you don't get consistent minutes. So you're totally right. I agree with that comment. Freddie didn't play bad overall. He just didn't shoot well. That's cool. Fly Miss says, live and die by the three. That's kind of the Raptors swag post Kawhi. If the three-point shots are going in, they have a good chance to win. If they're not going in, chances are they're going to lose. That's just a reality of what this Raptors team is. It's a reality of what the NBA is, if we're being honest. DJ D Live says Rap should take a chance on Cousins for more offense at the five. We've talked about this before too. I think they should take a chance on anybody who would be better than Aaron Baines. If that's Boogie, cool. If that's Blake Griffin, cool. 
I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for adding a body that you can play in the five and can give you something consistently off the bench. I'm okay with that. Bob Charlie says a whole team shot bad and we were getting out rebounded. It's true, tough to win like that. Aisha says, um, love the raps, love the effort the rap showed tonight, but we have a game tomorrow. Uh, hopefully Kyle comes back and we can see how that plays out because they need Kyle, right? Freddie, every single night having to carry such a massive uh, responsibility on the offensive and defensive end and have to score at the high level that Freddie, you know, 20 points a night. It's difficult to do for Freddie at this point of his career on a consistent basis. And that's where I talked about a couple pods ago when I, I said uh, Kenny Smith came on our show on the Tim and Sid show. And they asked him about, is Fred a, uh, an all-star this season? And Kenny said, realistically, he's probably a year away. Because it takes a year to like get your name on the radar, to have people start really paying attention to you consistently before they actually plug you in as that all-star. And I agree with that. I don't know if Fred Van Fleet is an all-star at this point of his career. And the next level is just being consistent because you'll see, you know, his numbers are his numbers. But when you watch game in, game out, you do see nights like this where the shooting is just off. And that's the difference in levels. As you become a better player, it coincides with you being more consistent. So that's just where we are right now. Another comment. What else do we got here? Uh, that's 2021. Flagrant fouls go uncalled. I don't know what's a flagrant and what's not. I'm, I'm losing track and, and struggling to figure that out. Uh, in terms of talking about Embiid, someone says, it's a ghost of Mark Gasol spooking Joel. <laughs> Which is just funny. Something It's so weird to watch and see Joel Embiid struggle like that against the Raps consistently. But we watch Nick Nurse. We know what Nick Nurse's tactics are. He's always coming up with some different defensive scheme. The Raps game plan is always drawn up well. So I think it's interesting. Someone says, let's talk rap. Says, hello, Sheldon. I'm a Raptors fan, both born in Toronto. Continue the good work, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Solomon says, I can live with that loss. I feel like that's how a lot of people in the Raptors fan base will feel. It's an okay loss. It's one of those things. I know people call them schedule losses, but you come in and think, hey, fair enough. You earn the split. Merry Christmas. Owen says, on the bright side, this game won't inspire people to tweet that the Raps are better without Kyle Lowry. I mean, that part is true. And there's a lot of stuff because Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer recently talked about the possibility of Philadelphia trying to get Kyle Lowry. And this coincided with, you know, the Raptors playing really well without Kyle Lowry, but also Philly losing. And obviously they didn't get James Harden. And so do they need to add something? And let's be honest. Everybody in the East not named the, the Nets needs to add somebody if they think they have a chance against the Nets. Because it's currently constructed. Who is beating the Nets in the Eastern Conference? Realistically. I don't know. So I think all these Eastern teams right now are trying to jockey for a position to try to figure out how they can add to their team to go at the, the Brooklyn Nets. And I think if you're the Sixers, uh, my boy Foots was here earlier when we were watching the game together. And he said, we're talking about the Nets. And how weird is it when you really break it down, 
the Nets didn't want to give up Ben Simmons to get James Harden. But now James Harden is going to go to the Nets. And now for you as Philly to win, chances are you have to go through the Nets. How does that make sense? How does that work? If you look at it, what Philly had to be thinking is, well, mostly everybody knew it was between the Nets and Sixers, right? Maybe they were this, just that confident that if he didn't go to the Sixers that nothing would happen. But at the end of the day, you not trading for James Harden and knowing that he could go to the Nets means with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you think you could take out the Nets with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. And to me, that's kind of crazy because I don't, we don't believe you need more people. I just don't believe that's a thing. So they need to do something. Does Kyle Lowry make their team better? Yes. Is Kyle Lowry even available? I don't know. Does Kyle Lowry make them better than the Nets or make me believe that they can beat the Nets in a playoff series? No. And so if that's the case, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think once the Raps now are back on a winning track, they're going to be less likely to give up Kyle Lowry, especially to the Sixers when you could end up playing the Sixers in the playoffs. And I don't think that's something that if you're Masai Ujiri, you want to, you want to go out and you want to do at all. Like, I just can't see that being a, a realistic thing. The thing that was kind of interesting to me, and again, this is based off the premise of if the Raptors were still struggling this season, trying to get Tyrese Maxey for Kyle Lowry, and again, I'm stressing this so nobody's taking me out of context here. I'm saying if the Raptors were still struggling. If you were somehow able to trade Kyle Lowry's expiring contract and get Tyrese Maxey out of that, I'd be here for that. But again, there will be times where we can talk about Kyle Lowry trades because I don't think it's happening, especially at this point, once the Raptors started playing a lot better. So hopefully Kyle Lowry's back in the lineup tomorrow night against Philly or sorry, against Miami, we'll see, and hopefully that is the case, uh, Peter checks in the chat, and he says, Toronto can beat the Nets, I am forced to disagree, um, I don't think the Raptors can beat the Nets in a seven-game series, I think if you go back to that Nets game, and for people who are new to the pod, I am not the Raptors, I'm not a Raptors apologist. I'm not really a Raptors like I do this and try to give an unbiased opinion, right? Obviously, I root for the Raptors. I want them to win. Got a new job where I work on the Raptors broadcast when they're on Sportsnet. And but even still, I try to come on this podcast and, and be unbiased in how I talk about the team, right? Still rooting for them. Really hope they win. But I'm going to try to give you the real talk, right? And that Raptors game against the Nets, if we break it down. The Raptors got out to a huge lead after it was announced Kevin Durant wasn't playing. Kevin Durant checked back in the game. The Nets went on a huge run and in fact took the lead into the third quarter and were winning comfortably. And then Kevin Durant was told he wasn't able to play anymore. And then the Raptors took the lead over again and then won the game. So I don't know if I use that game as, a, as you know my evidence that the Raptors can beat the Nets in a seven-game series. I don't think so, but that's just me. And hey, as mentioned, hopefully, hopefully, I'm proven wrong. K2's Garnett says, uh, first, we need a real center, then reevaluate. 
Right now, we would get smacked. <laughs> Owen says, I have a hard time seeing the Nets coming out of the East with zero paint defense. Then again, I have question marks for every playoff team in the East. That's a, Owen, that's a solid point. And I think having question marks about every single team in the East, it's true. And while I also have question marks about every single team in the East, what I don't question is the offense <laughs> that the Nets are able to put out there. And I don't know who can match that. I just don't. And I know the playoffs are different. I know it's a different pace of play. I know defense matters. There's more focus on the defensive end. I just don't know how you stop Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden. And they've made moves to try to improve their defense. Like getting Shumpert, getting Roberson. Those are guys that they can insert into the lineup to play a little bit of defense. And I think that matters. Those are good additions. And one of these big guys that are going to get bought out, whether it's Boogie Cousins, whether it's Drummond, whether it's Kevin Love, whether it's uh, Blake Griffin, one of those big guys is going to go to the Nets. And if that happens, that drastically changes their team and helps their team because right now they basically got DeAndre Jordan and then after that it's KD. So if you just add one more body to give you 20 to 25 minutes a night and you split that with DeAndre Jordan, that'll help. That will definitely help. Annette says, I usually can't sleep when we lose. I don't feel too bad tonight. I appreciate the effort. That's the majority of the sentiment I'm getting from the majority of the fan base here, and I totally understand it. I think that's really dope. I think it's cool to see uh, the effort the Raps put in in this game, and I think he took care of business in game one, and I think the purpose was to get one win against Philly. Prove to them, prove to yourselves, prove to the fan base, prove to everybody, like, no, 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 we can play with y'all. We can play with y'all. Y'all think you're having such a great season? Embiid's MVP, this, that, and the third. It's like, no, we still got answers. We are still problems for Joel Embiid and company. So again, the Raptors lose this one, 109 to 102. Tobias Harris leading the way for the Sixers as Tobias Harris finished with 23 points. Again, he was, what did I say? Eight of 12 shooting, three of four shooting, uh, from three-point land, and I just think if you're Tobias Harris, it's a good answer in terms of going from being pretty much not much of a factor in the first game the Raptors played on Sunday to then all of a sudden being the leading scorer and really stepping up when Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid didn't really have it going in this game at all. I mean, Ben Simmons, 15 points, but 5, and 5 of 11. Embiid was 3 of 13. A weird game for sure, but if you're the Raptors, you take the split. Hopefully Kyle Lowry is back as the Raptors play the Miami Heat tomorrow night on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. But again, Raptors lose 109-102. After the Sixers scored 37 points in the first quarter, the Raptors never fully recovered, but they battled back to make the game close. The four-game winning streak is over, but it's all right. You still got the third-best record in the NBA in the month of February, and the Raptors are officially back in terms of the team we're more used to seeing. And Kyle Lowry will only make that even better when he returns to the lineup. Nick Nurse says so far he hopes that that is tomorrow against the Heat, so we'll check in there, and hopefully Kyle is there. But again, Sixers led by as many as 20, but the Raptors scrapped and clawed to make it close. Tough shooting night for Fred Van Fleet, but he did a little bit of everything. Also adding eight assists, eight rebounds. 
also give Freddy four blocks? Is that real? That's a real stat? Two steals for Freddy? Great line overall. Doing a bit of everything. Bane, solid again off the bench, being a huge body against Joel Embiid. He had 11 points. Boucher off the bench with 10 points. A solid performance for the Raptors. I'm just saying. Anyways, thanks again for tuning in to this Wrap It Up podcast wherever you watch the pod. And just know that Instagram people... What's up? Oh, I see my guy Corey in there. What's up, man? Again, Instagram's just the raw feed. You got to tune in to the Insta- to the YouTube feed or to the Twitch feed. That has a proper audio. That's where you hear the music a little different. That's where you get the actual proper audio to the pod. But just saying what's up. Thanks to everybody streaming live, whether you are on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, or on Twitch, on Blast Podcast, or on YouTube which is at Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Appreciate all your comments and questions, even after the losses. We're here to discuss. We provide a safe space, Raptors fans. No worries. It's okay. It's all right. Hopefully everything is going okay. My guy Corey says, my bad. (laughs) No problem, my dude. Hey, we're about informing people the best ways and giving people options on different ways to watch the pod. Glow Girl Smile, giving the info. Shem plays music when he's about to end the podcast. This is true. I like hearing the beats. Shouts to my guy AB for providing me with the Fuego Fire in the background. Providing the soundtracks you hear all over the On Blast Podcast Network. Which, in case you're not familiar, you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and of course on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the movement. Remember, On Blast is a network. Wrap it up is a show. Yes, hi, Uncle Sheldon. I see that comment. What's up, Janice? I hope you're behaving yourself. I see you. But thanks, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow night against Miami. Hopefully, the Raps can get back to their winning ways. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.